This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome back to Basically, I'm your host Stephanie Preisner and today, as part of Mental Health Month, we are going to be talking about loneliness. With me in studio, I have Mairead Lockman from lovehq.ie. Mairead, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Uh, I have a few listener questions um, on loneliness um, but before we get to them, let's let's just talk about it. It's something that I don't think people talk about a lot. I feel like, I don't know, are people like embarrassed to say that they feel lonely? It's quite, there's a lot of stigma attached to loneliness. I, I don't think people realise that loneliness is such a mental health issue. We talk about anxiety, we talk about depression. Very often when we think of loneliness, we think of older people. Yes. We don't think of people of all ages. And I think during lockdowns and all the C word and everything, you know, um, With all of those things, I don't think a lot of people have realised that there's a huge amount of people that are lonely out there. Now, you know, yes, I am a matchmaker. Yes, I mainly deal with single people. Um, But what I would say is loneliness can affect anybody of all ages from all walks of life. Like some of the times that I've been loneliness in my life were possibly in relationships that I I didn't, you know, had no longer serving me, you know, Mm -hmm. that I should be breaking up with that person or... When I lived abroad, we'll say, um, like there's a lot of people living abroad that haven't been able to get home in the last few years for whatever reasons and maybe might not even get back into a country. There could be a lot of people suffering from loneliness from there. And also, we'll say, people that are have moved away to live with someone that are in relationships. There's a lot of people in marriages. I get people ringing me up saying, you know, I'm in a relationship or I am married for whatever length of years. I am really lonely. Um, And they may have heard me talking about it at some stage because there's huge effects as well on not only your mental health, but your physical health with loneliness. Like in what way? So there's things like, um, like in the UK, they have a whole minister for loneliness, which obviously we don't have the luxury of having over here, but there is. But the, the mental and physical ailments that can be associated with loneliness are things like heart disease. They can affect your sleep, can affect obesity, a weakened immune system, anxiety, which obviously you're going to be mm-hmm. talking about over the next few days, depression, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's disease is linked with loneliness in some cases and um, earlier death. So death by suicide, unfortunately, is something that some people associate with loneliness. Strokes, um, so many things. And we don't really think about those things when it comes to loneliness. Um, you don't have to be alone to be lonely. You yeah, can be lonely it's, it's, within relationships or within even friendships. Yeah, and I do I do kind of relate to it. I, I feel loneliness as an experience of like just being disconnected from yeah. the people around me, from the... Ex- it's like FOMO... But when you are involved in the thing, you know, yeah. it's like like some people describe it as maybe feeling empty, unwanted, um, maybe not being seen, not mm-hmm. being heard. You know, sometimes you, even in a work situation, you can be lonely because you can think to yourself, well, I'm going in here every day and there's like a click over in the corner or, you know, none of my ideas are heard, especially uh, one thing. Obviously, I have talked a lot about is single people and it's not just single people, obviously, but a lot of them are working from home. They maybe would have had some sort of social outlet from work. Um, are th- a lot of their pastimes and things were cancelled. Uh, a lot of their social interactions were reduced. A lot of them couldn't go home because maybe their parents were possibly elderly. They were maybe living alone. So previously, a lot of single people where they may have gone home on a Friday evening if they didn't have plans that weekend and maybe didn't see another human being till Monday morning. For some people, went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and so it has been a lonely time for people. Um, I'm not just saying just during this period over the last two years, 
for some people they've suffered from it at different stages in their life. And so what what do you do about that? Like is it because I don't think that the solution is necessarily meet somebody in because no. for some people people are lonely, married with yeah. kids. I know a couple of my friends who have young children experience loneliness just being at home with the child all day and not yes. being able to like Actually a huge to, amount of, yeah. of new mums or new dads can experience that as well because they can see all their friends maybe going out like I think as well a lot of people kind of flicking through Instagram and a bit of FOMO from that point of view that think everybody is doing yes, this okay. you know um, I have spoken I have my own podcast as well Stephanie and you know I have spoken to so some what's of the name of it it's also? called Would Like to Meet so yeah. it's to help single people embrace their single life and also to enjoy dating again but I have experts on there one um, doctor I spoke to was Dr. Brendan Kelly he wrote the book The Science of Happiness mm-hmm. and when we spoke to him he said that it's not necessarily being in a relationship actually that makes you happy but friends are important Yes. so that's easier said than done. For some people, friends are a luxury. Not all people have a huge amount of friends or the type of friendships that we would all like. For a lot of people as well, their friendships may have broken down a little bit over the last little while in that they used to always meet them at tennis or, and they go for a coffee afterwards or whatever. You know, maybe we have different things. For some people as well, suffering from their mental health. I myself have suffered with anxiety and work-related stress and depression years ago in a job that I absolutely hated. I didn't realise that my job that I was in was hugely causing this, you know, issue in my life. And I worked harder to try and get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would say is at that time, I ended up on um, medication for anxiety. And what I noticed was there were certain friends that we were friends because I used to go out drinking with them. Yeah. I, we were friends because of whatever lifestyle thing that we enjoyed doing together. So when I realised that maybe drinking isn't a good thing for me to be doing at the moment, I had to pull back a little bit. And of course it was noticed because I'm quite an outgoing person and I'd be good fun on a night out. But it, drinking was not good for me. So I did particularly say to one friend, you know, drinking is not suiting me at the moment. So can we try and do something else for a couple of weeks or a couple of months? Like, can I meet you for a coffee or can we go for a lunch or something? But still, she just wasn't getting the... And I was getting the message and I was really clear on it. I can't drink at the moment. It's not good for my mental health. But every time she would ring me, we're like, let's go drinking. Let's go for lunch. We go for a boozy lunch on a Saturday and everything. I'm like, "Mm, but I can't. I just... I I had to be responsible for myself. And in fairness, I lost that friendship on the back of it. You know, um... It is just one of those things. I used to go out with a load of guy friends and because I kind of stopped going out with guy friends, they stopped calling to yes, go out with yeah, guy yeah. friends. So for some people, it can be kind of like mental health can be lonely because you need to put yourself first. Perhaps you need to change the way you socialise and spend time with people. Um, but only going halfway through that circle. Like, so imagine it that it's a circle that the first part of it being you acknowledge that you are having yeah. work related stress and anxiety you go on medication and then you can't drink and halfway down that means losing friendships because you've changed mm-hmm. the behaviours and alcohol was the glue that held the f- friendships together a lot of people I think can finish at that part rather yeah. than being like okay now we need to like find other people who don't drink well that's try it try to yes. make connections and that's really hard because if you're at that bottom part of the circle mm-hmm. it just the energy like I can see you how don't you have get the overwhelmed energy. by being like oh my god I have to talk to a stranger and yeah. ask them how many brothers they have and then we yeah. have to start to get to know each other which yeah. can be overwhelming yeah you know? which you possibly don't have that energy you don't have the extra energy especially if you are sometimes on those medications that like come stage o'clock at night and you're like I have to go to sleep now mm-hmm. like it's like there's no 
we'll wait five or ten more minutes like I have to go to sleep now. Yeah, In some cases, now. yeah. And so, like, I remember that time and it was a lonely time, but I did have to put myself first. But then there was other friends that maybe were like, OK, let's go and do this and let's go and do that. And our friendships got stronger as a result. So there is a full circle, but it's not as simple as having the luxury of friends. Um, I did have another lady on my podcast, um, Stephanie Regan. She's a psychotherapist and I, we talked about mental health and dating and how to do it positively. And one of the things that she discussed with me is is having is having friends, obviously, but being involved in communities. Mm-hmm. So why not doing something that's a little bit more gentle? I only recently took up yoga and like, I mean, last October because I decided when lockdown happened, I was like, people are coming to me for matchmaking and I was so busy for years and years and concentrating on, you know, matching as many people. But I was like, I need to kind of take a little bit more time for myself that I was like, I'm going to start one new thing every single month myself and have fun because I'm telling them to go on dates. Why shouldn't I start something new and put myself in a position where I'm, you know, out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's it. So I started yoga and I think it's a lovely way to maybe get in on something new because one, it's not, it's going to be very good for your mental health. I definitely know that if I'm having a very stressful day, I'm like, I'm going, I'm like literally in between consultations, pressing, let's go to yoga, you know, booking it online. Um, But also you're meeting people that are also calm. It's nice. Everybody's chilled. There's no aggression. Um, I joined recently Hardy Book Studio in Mullingar because I'm from Mullingar and you know, they have the odd social night out and but there's a nice social aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And like while you're there, why not say to someone, do you want to go for a coffee afterwards? Like if you go on a Saturday morning for a few weeks, you're going to be able to say to someone, do you want to go for a coffee afterwards or do you want to go for lunch? And you build up rapport. So it can be gentle starting into it. So I think friendships are very important as well for loneliness. I would say as well, you know, general. Uh, tell somebody that you're lonely. You know, say say to somebody, I'm kind of feeling a little bit lonely at the moment because maybe they'll include you in a few more things. You know, yeah. if people are asking you to things when you say no to everything. Now, I know you may feel like saying no to everything and you have the right to say no to everything, but sometimes maybe say yes or think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to arrange something for this weekend. Yeah, it's easy. that would be my advice because I say no to most things. Okay. But then I, when I was, I, I wrote a book, my second book called Can I Say No? And at that yes, time, yeah. I was saying no to pretty much everything. And then, kind of over course corrected because I had been saying yes to everything then I started saying no to everything and then I was like oh wow my I'm now very lonely I have yes. no one in my life I've been saying no to everything I now have a responsibility to like if I'm saying no to offer something else like yes because I don't want to do what you've suggested but mm-hmm. I do want to hang out with you so I'm going to suggest okay instead of going out on Saturday night how about on Tuesday we go for lunch mm-hmm. or do you want to go to the cinema or whatever and yeah those things because it can be hard to say yes if you're an anxious person and and I need to know like the very minute details of what you are suggesting mm-hmm. asking me to just hang out is not like hang out where for how yeah. long what are we going to talk about who's going to be there how long yeah. is it going to last so I have to take responsibility for being like okay if I want to socialise I need to be making suggestions as well yes and I say this as well to people when they're dating and they're starting out with me make a list of all the people you enjoy spending time with so it could be a sister an aunt a cousin a friend a colleague whatever it is and think about where you'd like to go and do things with even when you're single or when you're newly single or when you want to go back out uh, having fun again and start planning things. So you have things to look forward to. You can also be thinking, well, what are I going to wear then? You know, and, yes, you yes. know, you might see a dress and you might think, OK, I'm going to get that. Or you might see a picture of I recently bought like polka dot tights because like, OK, they're not the most fashionable thing in the world. But I they made me happy just looking at them and I want to wear them because I know I'm going to be happy while I'm wearing them. So just little things you might see along the way that you pick up that give you a bit of joy. But I would say is, you know, make a list of things you enjoy doing and also um 
with people you enjoy doing it with and try as well to talk to more people it's the same with dating the more people you're talking to the better the chances of finding love and meeting new friends so start saying hello just starting with a simple hello and a smile now it's hard to kind of flirt with the mask on is what I would say and it's hard as well to engage in a conversation engage in a conversation with people so maybe if you are doing yoga start talking to someone with a mask inside and when it's you're walking down the stairs of the studio or whatever and take off the mask when you get outside and chat away to them because people it is important to when you're engaging from a flirting point of view and I'm sure from a friendship point of view seeing each other's facial expressions your eyes people talk a lot with their eyes they smile with their eyes they smile with their mouth as well of course so Try and let people see your face. I know it's hard at the moment, but all those little things do make a big difference. Saying hello definitely makes a big impact to as many people as you can during the day. Yeah, I guess it is the first step. So I have uh, a listener question here, which I might pop in and then we can get back to it. So, uh, hi, Stephanie Murray. In the last almost two years, I've really struggled with the COVID situation and I felt so lost and lonely with everything going on. I've been working from home all through COVID. I'm aware that there's not a lot I can do about the COVID situation, but in the last six months, I'm really struggling with not being able to do any of the things I used to love to do in my spare time. I love going to gigs, socialising with friends, travelling and having a laugh with my colleagues. I've been pouring my energy into other things such as studying part-time, walking my dog, swimming and watching movies. I'm in my late 30s. I don't really drink alcohol anymore because it's an anxiety trigger. I've been single for nearly eight years. I'm back living with my parents since COVID hit and I'm struggling to find a home I can buy for myself even though I'm ready to buy. I think the bit I'm struggling with the most is wondering when this shit show will end and when I will stop feeling lonely. I love meeting new people and I miss this. All my friends are settling down and I feel like I can't ask anyone to join me in doing anything anymore because they're all busy with kids and life or riddled with COVID. I know riddled with COVID anxiety are hiding out. I have no problem being on my own. I'm very comfortable in my own company. I speak to my closest friends nearly every day, but I'm missing some of the physical human company with my own age group. I'm losing my prime years when I should be out socialising and meeting new people. I have a fear of becoming unsociable, losing my confidence, inability to date or eventually meeting a partner. Online dating just isn't working for me. I have a holiday planned for 2022 to try and have something to look forward to, but I honestly don't know what to do anymore. I feel so lonely and isolated all the time. Thank you for reading. And that just says loneliness. Yeah. It really does just say loneliness. Um, you know, one of the things she said is she doesn't mind spending time on her own, but everything she's doing there is on her own. Okay. Yeah. And we do need, there's actually science around um, hugs and physical touch as mm-hmm. well, which I, we might cover in the next few moments as well. But I think she needs to start. My My feeling is if it was me and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything like that but my feeling would be that she needs to start planning something to do with somebody at least once a week even if it was just a Saturday morning thing if it was you know different friends over a few weeks different family members over a few weeks that if she even said Saturday morning or a Thursday evening or whatever it is Do you think that she needs to say to these I know she feels that she can't say to her friends ask them to do things because they're busy with kids or family Mm -hmm. but do you think if she said like look I'm really lonely Well are they her friends or not? You know, if you say yeah. to somebody, I'm really lonely or, it, you know, or like I was saying earlier with my friend, I was saying to her, you know, I can't drink at the moment. And I realised that this person is my friend if they're not listening to me, you know. So if you say to them, I am quite lonely at the moment, I'm having a bit of a difficult time and I'd love to meet up with you more. So can we meet? Now, make an arrangement. In Ireland, we're great at saying, oh, we must catch up for a coffee, must catch up for a coffee. It never happens. And you know what? I've noticed as well, when years where I was single and my friends were married and having kids and everything, they were so happy to get away. They yeah. were so yeah. happy to get away. And so, you know, if they bring the kids, what the hell about it, you know? Um, maybe go to a park and have a coffee on a bench and while the kids are running riot around the place, what about it? But do meet up with people. Like, it is so important that you see human beings that you're not just on your own there is no substitute 
for having met someone in person versus in Zoom. So all of my consultations I do in person. So some of them start out in Zoom, but I would not let anybody go on a date through Love HQ without meeting me in person. And it is as straightforward as that because there's a different feeling. You feel people's energy. You get to make eye contact, proper eye contact, human eye contact, mm-hmm. as opposed to screen eye contact, um, facial expressions. It's just different. There's a different energy. Um, there's a whole science as well around when you're dating with pheromones. So what happens is you have pheromones, I have pheromones, males, females, everybody. So when you walk into a room, male and females, their pheromones bounce against each other, basically. And there's a kind of a subconscious or an unconscious thing where our bodies scan to see would we be good mates. So for a lot of people, um, say a guy had really weak kidneys and a girl had really strong kidneys, perhaps they would be a really good match and they'll have a stronger chemistry because essentially Mother Nature is trying to find two people that have a diverse gene pool so they're, they're sorry that their kids are going to have a diverse gene pool if they mm-hmm. have kids. So there has to be something like that when it comes to human interaction, human interaction. with actually meeting people. Do like you think that she should be uh, like trying to meet new friends as well as meeting her old friends like absolutely yeah uh, yeah definitely I think everybody needs to try and do something new like this year try and do something new and um, all the clubs and societies are looking for new people and actually that might be something that we we say to people let us know if there's a club in your area or if there's something you really enjoy doing that are looking for new members or if you take someone under your wing perhaps you really enjoy like anytime down in Cork everyone's like oh my we love the rowing club down there I'm mad to go rowing down there I've never done rowing before in my life I'm mad to go rowing in Cork because so many of my clients do it and I think to myself you know what, I'd love to like send a load of them off like rowing some Saturday morning. Now we might wait till springtime it's a little bit warmer. We might kill some people, you know, with the shock of the cold. But, you know, do something that's a little bit outside your comfort zone, even a cookery class. And that's something actually, Stephanie, that I had hoped to do two years ago. In 2020, I was hoping that I'd be able to start new singles days. Now, it wasn't a singles event. It wasn't going to be guys matched with girls or anything like that. It's that all single people were welcome to come and maybe do a cookery class or a night out or something mm-hmm. like that. And at the end of it then, swap numbers. I used to do events called Table for Six and that's kind of how Love HQ really took off. I'd send three single ladies and three single men on group dinner dates. And not everybody matched up for love. You know, there was a lot of marriages on the back of it because we sent thousands of people on dates. But there was also bromances. So there was guys ringing us up saying, I, my best friend at my wedding, I met at a Table for Six because we went for a few pints afterwards. Oh, yeah, you know, yes. And it's anywhere you can meet new people. So that is something I am hoping to do. But I do think if you can do something new, if you can do something where you might think you might have a little bit of fun, but go easy on yourself. Think about your comfort level as well. If you're going to do something where, you know, like these kind of gymnastic uh, kind of crazy things where you're not going to be, you know, enjoy it, that you're going to feel like completely out of your comfort zone, maybe kind of start gentle maybe start, start gentle, something yeah, yeah. like yoga maybe starts with a cookery class maybe I got a lot of guys that actually love cookery classes um, start something gentle just you're there to have fun and some people as well become super competitive they're like triathlons and running up mountains and yes, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know sometimes why not do something just to relax and meet people as opposed to always having to be compete 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 you know fun 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 okay so she <coughs> our advice is to try and extend her social circle try and see who she has there connect tell people tell people, tell people you're, you're lonely yeah say look I, I really need to meet up with you soon and and actually put something in the diary yeah and don't be waiting for COVID yeah. to be over and if somebody it. by the way says to you they're lonely or if someone says to you I'm suffering with my mental health 
like if you're a friend you need to do something about it years ago I told a friend of mine that I was really suffering with my mental health I would a different friend I would have considered her really one of my best friends as well and while we were talking I ended up crying and of course that freaked her out completely and I didn't hear from her for nine months now I have amazing friends so don't think that (laughs) they were all dropping like flies but you know um if somebody tells you, so that's why, you know, I have clients, by the way, that come to me and sometimes they're not ready for dating and I will suggest they go to counselling. Sometimes I actually might even say to them, do you want me to make the first step for you? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want me to ring them and see what time slots they have and you can just go straight there? I've booked probably close to 150 counselling um, the first step for people last year. People that maybe had stopped drinking during lockdowns, they were like delighted the pubs were closed because they knew they were drinking excessively. People that... Um, had, you know, that were depressed, people that maybe had gone to, that had broken up relationships and everything, um, that maybe had been in abusive relationships because people are telling me their life story. They're yeah, trusting yeah. me with their life and as much as I possibly can, I'll help them, whether it's a case we, you know, suggest they go to counselling. Now, that's not something that I would say this is what we offer, you know, yeah, yeah. but I would say I will always listen as a human being first. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really important. Taking a break from the episode to bring you an ad because this podcast is only possible because of our sponsor. Supporting our sponsor supports the podcast. And let me tell you about who they are. Rockwell's financial planning service is designed for anyone who feels as if they kind of need to just put a shape on their finances. I don't know if you're like me, you kind of feel like, oh, my finances are all over the place. I need to kind of start adulting. This is the service for you. Whether you're like a senior executive in a multinational company or a small business owner or just a young couple looking to get a head start in your financial planning, a single person who wants to make plans for their future, So they consider themselves financial doers rather than financial planners, which I really like because it's active. It's not just like um, namby-pamby sort of making a plan. doesn't matter where you are in the country. They're happy to help you in person or over Zoom. Pensions and investments are really important, but they're absolutely useless without knowing why you're using them and what you're using them for. They are in the outcomes business. They are in the business of results. So it's not just about the plan, it's about the action. So they use this like award-winning investment advice to help their clients achieve their goals. And they have a special offer for you listening right now, for Basically listeners. If you go to rockwellfinancial.ie forward slash basically, you can book a complimentary financial planning session today. You'll get a cash flow model which outlines any gaps in your finances and they'll give you the first steps to achieving your specific goals. I highly recommend Rockwell and I think as a Basically listener, you should definitely check it out. It's free. It's going to put you on the right path to getting your finances in order. That's it. Go to rockwellfinancial.ie forward slash basically. While I have your attention, I just wanted to drop in to tell you about the merch that we have for sale. I hate feeling like I'm a salesman, but we do have merch, which is basically um, notebooks and basically pens, which you can buy through the website. And if you are a Headstuff Plus member, you get a free notebook with the pen. Uh, Also, speaking of members, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, it's five euro a month. And for that, you get extra bonus episodes from my podcast but also all of the podcasts across the Headstuff Network and that money goes towards paying the production team paying for the venue paying me paying for the lighting and electricity and all that goes into making this podcast um, free for people so 
yeah, it's five euro a month and I would be very grateful if you would support the podcast. You can go to headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register and it's five euro a month or if you want to give more, you can, but that's the that's the basic fee. Just taking a break from my own podcast to tell you about another podcast on the network that I think you should listen to. It's called Double Love. Do you have hair like spun gold? Are you tanned, energetic and a perfect size six? Well, neither of the hosts of that podcast, Karen Moynihan and Anna Carey. They dive into the sensational 1980s book series and explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High. Have you watched Sweet Valley High? I have. It's it's a really funny podcast and really, um, what's the word, like nostalgic, taking a comical look at that show that we all watched when we were kids. They recently interviewed Amy Danless and Michael Pearl, who played the characters Enid and Winston in Sweet Valley High. So it's definitely one to watch if you want to go down that 90s nostalgia rabbit hole. Give it a try and let me know what you think. This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan as we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, Elizabeth and Jessica, with their eyes the colour of the Pacific Ocean, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. But of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnappings, stolen boyfriends and seemingly mandatory school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have another question here. Yeah. Um, uh, so this woman says, loneliness can be found in people that have partners and children, which we've said. Yes. Um, I'm lonely for friends. I'm at home. My children are in school. My husband is in work. I feel lonely many times during the week. Yeah. I think that's a very relatable feeling. It is. For people. Um, and it is quite difficult. Like it can be one, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying thinking, yeah, but even if you have a lot of friends... I know that my work hours are different to other people's and yes. I can often feel lonely during the week. Noel is at work. <laughs> my friends are working nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. I've done my work for the day and I'm like, OK, now I've got a you know, oh, few hours free. Yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, it's just me on my own. What, before I was a matchmaker, I was managing a company that was a travel company, but part of the travel company was a stag and hen company. All right. And we'd send thousands of people all over the world on stag and hen parties. So it was very, very kind of boring bringing older people in from Australia and America doing tours of Ireland you know and then also it was stag and hen company but the crack we used to have was mighty like it was insane and I gave up that job to move down the country about two hours away to an ex-boyfriend's house and he was working like I didn't realise as much maybe when I moved down he was working 14-15 hours a day and I was on my own town there so I decided that's when I decided to set up a table for six and do the matchmaking and all that you know and I absolutely loved it but I went from having crack all day in work and managing this big company and having you know let's go 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 and having fun and 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 noise all day to silence crickets and not knowing when he was going to be home in the evening and then when I started table for six I did it kind of to help people I was already doing matchmaking and I said you know if um I realised that most people were actually only single because they weren't meeting enough people. So that's another okay. stemming from loneliness. So I thought to myself, you know what? Um, I set up this and it just took off. So then it became so busy that I couldn't meet new people in this area. So I get that. I get, you know, maybe being at home with family and friends. I did see something recently online. I don't know the name of the website and maybe when I see it, I can let you know so mm-hmm. they can tag it with this. Um, 
there is it's a thing like Tinder for mums and oh, wow. yeah it's like it's like Tinder for mums and you can meet people in your area to go for coffee and play dates and everything a lot of community centres a lot of doctor centres do have um things up that are like have you recently been a mum maybe go to like a baby massage class you know where and maybe they're a little bit older than that maybe um, she says the kids are in school her husband's at work okay so is there any like friends you know kids uh, what I would say ki- the other kids parents like I have friends that have small kids and they invite them over maybe she needs to say to the husband as well can we have whatever family who Johnny is friends with over, over. for a barbecue at the weekend or whatever yeah. maybe you know not this time of year but do something with them and start trying to make especially other mums that maybe have a little bit extra time that maybe do play dates but why not invite the child over and also the mum maybe over for a coffee she might be delighted to get out now I know it's easy but a lot of like, the other side of it is with the housing crisis at the moment most parents both parents most of them have to work yeah. so there is very few it is an interesting thing isn't it because like I know if I was listening to this back when I was at my most lonely it wasn't just about any particular contact like I could of course there was loads of people that I could have texted mm-hmm. that I could have met up with but I didn't want just any old person I know, you know, I know it's and like, I know that and, and, and meeting like loneliness I don't want people to think that loneliness is just mitigated by being in relation to another person it's no. it's the it's the what's the word the the click you have to click with somebody don't you yeah and the the quality it's the quality of yeah. the interactions that you're yeah. having meaningful conversations with the people thing who is you, respect. you you need to meet a good few people to find your click and it's the same with dating you can't just assume that like I can't just send two people out because they're both in their 30s and live in Limerick okay like that always used to drive me bananas when I was a kid you know it's like oh Stephanie's eight bring over oh, your yeah. child Stephen he's also eight they'll get on great it's like sorry just because of age like, and location like we're gonna weird yeah. <laughs> yeah he's the weird kid that does whatever but yeah and you need to meet more people you know like that is the thing unfortunately the more people you meet the better the chances so try and meet other people in that same situation also maybe do some courses I know maybe it might not be your thing but if you have mornings all and the kids are maybe starting the kids are in school maybe start getting back into something so I think the courses through the local enterprise office are amazing maybe do a start your own business course or maybe do um, a marketing course like you might not even decide you want to do a business or anything but like maybe learn something if you are in doing something that you enjoy, the chances are you're also going to meet like-minded people that also enjoy doing things as well. So is there a course that you can do um, that's fun? You know, I, when I was a financial advisor, was advising doctors on their finances, their pensions, investments, all this. It was so heavy and I was after studying for years and it was all like stress, stress and it was during the recession and all that sort of thing that was going on. So I decided to do a beauty therapy course because I was like, guess what? I won't even have to do numbers. I remember at one stage they were like, you know, calculating how much tint of the thing. And I was thinking to myself, this is way too much like finance. And it was so small, but, you know, it was just something completely different. So why not do something for yourself that's fun, that maybe has nothing to do with the family? And seeing from there, maybe take up um, Mullingar. I just started doing golf. As I said, I started doing something new. I started doing golf and I met six or seven lovely other ladies of all different age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, is there gym classes you can go to? If gym is your thing, the gym might not be your thing. But I'm sure there's some things that are on, maybe tennis. Like there's a lot of clubs starting new things. I think 
as females especially, we're very bad at having fun. There always has to be a purpose in what we're doing. Yeah. And so that's what I really decided to do this year is just have more fun, meet more people and do more things. It's it's amazing listening to you and thinking about, you know, there are so many options out there. But when I'm in that headspace, it's like, I don't want to do that. But I Steph, don't want to do something new. It's but like when you're never, ever going to meet someone. Like I remember I used to be so set in my ways. Like I would get up at four o'clock in the morning. I would write until eight. Then I would have breakfast. Then I would write again. Then I would go to town. I would have lunch da, 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 and I would be in bed at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just out of I was in a long distance relationship and then I was single yeah. and I was like I am never going to meet someone like I actively mm-hmm. have constructed my life to not meet people yeah. what is going to happen um, but, but if I had been listening to you at that time yeah. I'd have been like I don't want to join tennis I don't want but Stephanie so many of my clients were coming to me in the last few years and they were like and I was like what's your hobbies and pastimes and they were like some people are incredible now sometimes I think they can be overstretched but like some people are like I play tennis and then I play hockey and then I have this writing club and then I have book club and then I um, I'm doing a master's in this and now some people like it's just like no wonder you're single because you have no time for anything else you yes, know yeah. um, but like some of the stuff I hear that people are doing around the country um just really great fun things and like so many people were like yoga and I was like what do you think of this you know for ages it took me two years to get going on it and the first time I went to yoga I went home that night I was like my blood is flowing differently and I went to sleep that night and I was like I have never slept so good in my life and then I was like hooked done you know I I love yoga but I have yeah. I do it by myself with the trainer. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going to a class and say hello to people. That's I know, the thing. I'm too say scared. hello. Uh, I also did a cookery course in Ballymaloo. Loved Fab. it. I know there's a cookery place in Dublin that does Mexican food. I don't know who doesn't love Mexican food. That I tried to organise a group with. Unfortunately, they're just before lockdowns. So they hopefully we'll be doing lots of things ourselves as well. But it is very important. I think as well when people are lonely. Okay, um, people do not realise the importance of physical touch. So anybody that comes to me, and this one thing I noticed myself when I broke up with people down through the years, is you're so used to hugs and intimacy and physical touch and skin on skin, like that whole thing with babies that we hear. We forget that adults need that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're single for a long time, you, you don't kind of realise that you're craving it. But when you're newly single, very often I say to people, I think you need to book yourself in for a massage. And they're like, why? And like, that's the first thing I kind of say to people when they break up. Someone's like, book yourself in for a massage. And they're like, why? And I said, you will be craving physical touch very soon. Mm-hmm. And they do. And and you will. It just is. But there's with hugs, OK, um, a lot of people don't realise we actually should be getting eight hugs a day. Sorry, four hugs a day for survival, eight hugs a day for maintenance and 12 hugs a day for growth. And each of these hugs should be for a minimum of 20 seconds to be of medically beneficial to us. Sure, that's a whole yoga class. I know, yeah. But you're not hugging you during the yoga class. I'd love it. 12 <laughs> hugs class a day. For should be for a minimum of 20 seconds 20 for seconds. them to be. So if you think if you're in a relationship, now most relationships, actually not even most relationships, because that's one thing I've realised as well as a matchmaker, you've no idea what's going on in other people's relationships. So I would also say success in dating is not necessarily being in a relationship. Sometimes success in dating is choosing yourself and Mm -hmm. deciding to dump his ass or dump her ass or whatever. You know, and it is a very difficult decision, especially if you've been there for a long time, people's expectations and everything. But we should, we need hugs. You know, it reduces blood pressure, um, stress hormones. When we hug each other, we release oxytocin, which is the cuddle hormone. And like that helps us feel connected. So, like, why not say to your friends and family, like, that's one thing as well uh, during lockdown. 
people, even when you were meeting up with people, even friends and family, you just didn't hug them. I had a consultation with a gentleman. It's one of the saddest consultations I ever had about three years ago. And I said to him, because I realised how isolated he was in his life. And I said to him, when was the last time you had a hug? And he reckoned it was 12 years ago. That's so sad. I know. And the first thing I did after the consultation was give him the biggest hug ever. Like I was actually not going to let him go. I was just like, <laughs> just, just stand there for a minute. Like he was a farming guy, a very nice person. And just his parents had died a few years beforehand and he'd just been working the farm and just happened to hear me on the radio during the ploughing championships and gave me a call. Now, sent him out on dates and, you know, there's process and everything. Like he's very new into the dating world. Um, but we'd need hugs. So think to yourself, when was the last time you had a hug? And don't think about it in a sad way, OK? Because sometimes we can we can focus on the sad straight away. Mm-hmm. Think about it in, OK, I'm going to. I know it is COVID. I know we're not supposed to be doing all these things and everything, but we honestly, if you need a hug, you need a hug. It, it is as simple as that. I'm not saying break rules-ish, but <laughs> put on a mask and give someone a hug. Give someone a hug. Give a stranger a hug. Ask for consent. Yes. Um, if you like hugs, some people don't. Some people don't like hugs. Do you like hugs, Stephanie? I don't, I don't like... Do you not? Uh, no, stranger I, hugs. Oh, definitely don't like stranger yeah. hugs. That's so weird and I hope that never comes back after COVID. Yeah. Why would you hug a stranger? Actually, do you know what I'm hoping doesn't come back after COVID? It's handshakes. I don't really like They were really I weird. I don't really well. like hands. No, no, I don't. You don't know where they've been. I don't like... Um, no, I only like... No, I like I only like hugs from people that I know and they have to be really tight. I hate yeah. flimsy hugs. Yeah, it's like handshakes. Like flimsy handshakes. Deep pressure. Um, okay, so that's physical touch and that's really important for loneliness is that for loneliness or just for everyone everybody needs hugs physical touch everybody needs physical touch and so if you don't have the opportunity is it like is there more value like is it okay to just go and get a massage yeah well I would say I would myself I have seen like when I've broken up with people I have seen the benefits of going for a massage or going somewhere lovely and warm you know like weighted blankets so I actually bought one when I had anxiety great things now after a while I was like get this off me you know <laughs> so like maybe have a place where you can just throw it off your bed eventually um, so for some people they like weighted some people like you know just a sheet over them going to sleep um, a great thing I actually bought in the last couple of weeks was from Aldi and it was a heated um, throw yeah, just throw over your like, like somebody said to me, like, how does it work? So I was like, I'm literally plugged into the wall here, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah. And my mum and dad recently came home from Australia. They were over there for Christmas, and my mum was suffering very bad from jet lag. And I said to her, I "Have something for you," and I just threw it over her. And she's like, "I'm never moving from here." So, like, warmth and look, I think. You, there is certain things you can do a lot of people are saying as well if you've got anxiety or if you are feeling lonely perhaps you know in those giant pregnancy pillows like there's things on TikTok these young guys that are like 20 buying these pregnancy pillows because they're like they're the best thing ever but like how bad can it be what like, are pregnancy kids, pillows like this, I, these huge long hug. ones like it's like a giant snake basically right. that goes literally from your the face right down to your feet or it kind of down between your knees and right back, back up, up your back so you kind of feel snug as a bug in a rug basically Just feel a bit contained yeah that kind of but like if you think when we were kids we had teddy bears so like is there ways that we can kind of trick Replicate. ourselves yeah so I guess what I'm hearing but to finish up is that loneliness is I guess it there's going to be some effort on your part needed to to yeah. get out of it that's not to say that it's your fault for getting into it. Yes. But you do have to, like, 
you're not going to think your way out of loneliness. You're not going to think your way out of loneliness, but I think it's mindset as well. Okay. So I, as I said to you, suffered very bad with anxiety. Didn't realize I needed to change my job. When I changed my job, it was actually incredible how many things fell into place. Fell into place. In the past as well, I was very lonely in a relationship. Didn't realize what I actually need to do is break up with that person. So sometimes we need to look at the source and not just now. I know it takes effort to do this, so don't go willy nilly. Uh, you know, guns blazing. Your lives you I'm not, to this yeah, I'm not a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist or anything or counselor. Or but we have like previous that. episodes with people like that. You do, yeah. Kind of say the same That's thing. it, yeah. Which I'm sure they do. Okay, but like I say, it's mindset. Okay, so don't be thinking, oh, I have to do all this effort. If you're going in with, oh, I have to do all this effort, maybe you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. But if you're going in with, right, you know what? I'm going to take a little baby steps. And I'm going to have fun. And I say this to a lot of people that are single as well. Be kind to yourself to start off with. I think that's hugely important. So the right positive type of mindset. Next, I always say as well, stop focusing on things like birthdays, Christmas, Valentine's Day. Like a lot of people at the moment are like, oh God, Valentine's Day and I'm lonely, you know. Stop thinking about that, okay? Buy yourself something lovely. Buy yourself, I always anyway, buy myself a gift for Valentine's Day, Christmas and and, uh, birthday. birthday. Because guess what? I'm fabulous. You know, you have to have that (laughs) mindset because once you love yourself, everybody else is going to swell. Organising out and trips with friends, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of your friends that have families and are in relationships that are like, get me away from them. You have to remember, they have been locked up with one person or maybe five people in a small house for whatever length of time or big house, whatever. Go on actual dates. If you really want to date, get your ass out there. Stop pretending you're dating. Don't say I'm exhausted from dating if you haven't been on dates for the last so three years. So talking to people on Tinder is not dating? No, going on actual dates, meeting human beings. They are real dates. Now, if you're not ready for it yet, you should be going to a counsellor. If you've been single for more than two years and would genuinely like to meet somebody, perhaps going to a counsellor. If you've had an abusive or a traumatic breakup or you just don't don't know where to start, maybe even have a chat with myself, but maybe you need to go and talk to somebody, maybe on a more professional mental health level to get your mindset ready as well. Mindset, stop doing things as just a single person. I'm single, I'm single. Even your friends around you start getting used to you being single. Be careful as well of some of your friends that are used to you being single that it's convenient for them to call you on Saturday morning for brunch, that you're always available. Put yourself first, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, some people, my my, fr- my sister was at a wedding at the weekend and she was saying that her the bridesmaid had had a baby eight days ago, but she was one of these people that really likes to please people. Like, you know, and she stayed there for the whole day and everything like that. And it's like, put yourself first. Yeah, You're allowed to say, Do you know what, I just like. had a baby. I'm like, I'm knowing my bridesmaid, but um, go on one date a month. Tell someone that you're lonely. Tell, and also, if you're single, tell people that you'd like to meet somebody. You know, they're friends, whatever. If somebody does set you up on a date, as in your friends of or whatever, go with an open mind. If they start saying, oh, my God, he's the perfect guy or he, she's the perfect person for you, tell them to calm down themselves. It's two people going to meet each other. They have no idea about your chemistry, whether or not it's going to work together. There is science behind dating. It's not just two people, whether or not they like each other. And what I would say is, if you are going on dates, you need to pick yourself up faster. So if you've gone on three or four or five dates, you should not be in love with them at this stage. If it doesn't work out, it shouldn't take you more than 24 hours to go, okay, let's go again. For how long? Sorry. It shouldn't take more than 24 hours to go, right, let's go. For for, for three or four dates. Okay. If it's going longer than two or three weeks in between dates, realistically, if it's going longer than a week in between dates on a regular occurrence, that's not happening fast enough. That's not really dating. You know, okay. there should be, a, it gets to a certain age where like it's not play around time. Let's date But now. is COVID a situation there? No? Not really, no. You said before as well that you did long distance relationships. That's very lonely as well. I've done a long distance relationship with a guy in Germany and we used to see each other every 
two, three weeks. And like, it was lonely. That really suited me at the time. I did, did it for three years. He lived yeah. in Los Angeles. We met every five weeks in New York. Okay, was, that's cool. Um, but there was a time zone difference. It was just, it suited me. I wasn't able, I wouldn't have yeah. been ready at the time to be yeah. in person. Um, okay. And it allowed me to still have my single incubated life. Yes, while okay. Well, not being Sometimes, situationship or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah so it works. It yeah. works. It's grand, but it, yeah. yeah, it was completely unfeasible. Um, okay, before we let you go, do you have any last things that you want to say and if not where can people find you etc yeah but what I say is just have fun okay there's kind of four things that I say in general for dating um, one be yourself and completely embrace who you are two be kind to yourself and to other people around you three go on at least one date a month and four I can't remember off the top of my head um, let me think two seconds there now when you say you can think about that but when you say be yourself have fun was number four have fun yeah it probably was have fun yeah be fun and have fun sorry yes be, be fun, fun and, and have, have fun. fun yes so number one when you say completely embrace yourself does that mean like oh I don't want to like for example I know someone at the moment who is dating a guy and he is obsessed with dogs and I know that she hates dogs but she's pretending to love them okay there's no <laughs> point pretending yeah. she needs to tell him she needs to say as soon as you start telling little lies or even these things where you're like if but I did that too when I met Noel first I hate concerts I hate live music I hate noise now yeah. I know I'm autistic but I didn't at the time and he's like oh do you like Dermot Kennedy and I was like yeah I love him hate Dermot Kennedy's music okay. and he was like I've got I'll get tickets for us to go to Malahide Castle and I was like brilliant can't wait hate concerts hate to go to Malahide Castle hate Dermot Kennedy okay. now luckily Covid happened so I didn't have to go but at the time I was just like okay I need I can't I was like how do you hate Dermot Kennedy because people either like think Marmite I, don't, I tend to not like um, actually male vocalists but anyway um, he is there not a sense of like don't go all like on the first date being like well I'm this and I'm this and I'm like speaking about yourself in definitive terms and drawing these hard lines of like no I don't do be like hard lines okay just be calm first of all okay <laughs> be your as I say your best self don't focus on negativities um, what I would say is be honest though if it's like do you know what I enjoy the odd gig I wouldn't be like on Ticketmaster every second day it certainly wouldn't be coming up as my favourite website right, to be okay. on um, but maybe focus on other things you love doing together so if he's like I really love going for dinner or I really love cooking or I lo- really love yoga or walking on the beach or whatever it is maybe do more of that together yeah. um, there's a great lady Esther Perel and she says sometimes we look for everything in one person and like you're expecting one person to be a full village so you need them to be hot you need them to want babies you need them to drive a really fabulous car that great job be really great in all company not everybody is all those things but it's also like my nanny used to say this as well like her husband was her husband and now sometimes people expect their husband to be their husband, their best friend, mm-hmm. their yoga partner, their, their cinema 10 date. 10 relationship. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, I know. So, you know, be yourself. Once you start telling little lies and everything, stop that, okay? Because if you get caught out in one lie, you get caught out in 20 lies. So, just be, just, be yourself as in like embrace who you are but I also mean as well there's a lot of people that may put up weight during lockdown or are lonely in themselves or maybe need to go to counselling first start somewhere mm-hmm. okay be yourself do, yeah and pick something but like some people say to me oh I, I like one question I always ask is are you happy during consultation and some people really get stuck on that and I say okay well I'm going to ask you a second question and there are two different answers are you lonely and they'll say yeah actually I'm lonely I'm really happy actually but I'm also lonely Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, I, I'm not saying you have to put labels and everything on it, but some of the people might say to me, oh, um, I am happy, but like I'd be happier if I lost weight. Right. And it's like, well, embrace yourself. Or you, do you want to start dating now or do you want to wait? Or, you know, like 
when are you waiting? Like, how long are you waiting for this? Like, if this is your, you look fabulous. So just be, you know, just be completely comfortable in who you are. Mm-hmm. A I great, one of my podcasts, sorry, to listen to on that is with Jerry Hussey. Because he really talks and it's a great, if anybody's starting out on any journey, is listen to the podcast with that I have with Jerry Hussey. Because also read his book, Awaken the Power his Within. It's a great book. book is amazing. And he's, you know, he's just, he's a very gentle guy and he really gets where people are coming from, which is fantastic. Marit, if people want to hear more from you, get more of what you're selling, where can they find you? Yes, yeah, so basically my website is lovehq.ie. I'm also on Instagram, lovehq.ie. And they can also listen to my podcast, Would Like to Meet. And that's available where all, all podcast platforms. For example, where you found this one. Exactly. Marie Lachman, thank you so thank very you, much. Thank you, A pleasure. Uh, and thank you for listening to this episode of Basically. You can join us again next week for another brilliant episode on mental health for this, which is Mental Health Month. It's probably going to go on longer than a month. But look, we are where we are. Um, our music is by Only Rune. Our graphic design is by Kahalo Gara. And we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.